Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. Here comes the sun, Kung Fu Collins, a little baby plays, and long live the king. Hi guys. Hey, hey. Hey, that's a solid running. That, <laughs> like, that was good. That you was good. I like it. Ones this season. A, a little baby plays. I love it. Nice. It was, it was nice. I, I, I feel like everyone should know what we're going to talk about. And frankly, it, it was beautiful wordplay. Mm, well, thank you. Thank you. Well, we are starting with Fulham. Uh, Andrew. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought Andrew featured Fulham? So we missed a week. Maybe we should talk about that. I said, long live the King. I don't care really. (laughs) That was more just for uh, a lead in. I mean, I care that a human being died and that people are sad, like family members and stuff. And I guess a nation, I didn't watch any of anything today. I watched a guy play a bagpipe, I think for a little while today, which was kind of cool, but that was, was it William Wallace playing the bagpipe? It was not. It was dead for a couple of centuries. Oh, yeah. Wh- wait, what? <laughs> sorry. Sorry to break it to you. Too soon? Dude, spoiler soon. alert, man. Come on. Give me a heads up on that. <laughs> so I guess we should start with that. Uh, the queen queen died a couple of weeks ago. So we, we did not have an episode last week. So a whole bunch of stuff. Andrew was supposed to feature wolves. He's not. So he's featuring Fulham. We had a whole bunch of best bets that... <laughs> in God's mercy and grace, we didn't have to lose, which we certainly would have, except for Andrew, because everyone else sucks, which we'll see later on. Um, But yeah, so we missed a week, but we're back with a whole bunch of random stuff that we texted each other uh, to figure out. So uh, one of those is Fulham Forest, which was a great match on Friday, a great way to spend the mid-afternoon. Hold up, hold up, hold up. It was a great second half. I thought the first half, just because there weren't a lot of goals, there was a lot of action. I thought that match was so fun to watch. And the other one, which I don't even remember who it was now, I just remember Aston Villa. Aston Villa and uh, 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 wasn't Brighton. Gosh, who? I'll look. Oh, Villa Southampton. That was horrible. It was so slow. So I turned it and uh, Forrest Fulham. Really fun, but tell tell us your thoughts on Fulham, Andrew. Um, so they're in the top six, Nate. I know. I wish Kyle was on to hear that. Does he hate Fulham? Oh, Fulham was dog shit his year, and we uh-huh. mocked them all season. And, and it, Fulham, here here's a little knowing is half the battle bonus. Knowing is half the battle. Fulham is known as what's called a yo-yo club which means they come up to the Premier League and then immediately drop back down and then come up again. So Fulham's a yo-yo club. They're the Norwich City of, yeah. Norwich is a classic yo-yo club. So, um, yeah, Fulham, this is this is surprising. And it wasn't even that Kyle hated them. It was just any time he spent any time watching it, it was like, dear God, this is terrible so his mantra for the whole season was like, no matter how bad you're doing, it's not as bad as what's going on at Fulham. So he's how I feel about Everton. Yeah. This season yeah. anyway. 
Yeah, but like at least Everton's a traditional Premier League club, whereas Fulham's okay. just like come up, go back down, come up, go back down. Yeah, it's like why are you even wasting our time? Is that the the mentality kind of. we're going for? A little bit, yeah. Got it. Well, uh, I gotta say, it, you're right. The first half, again, yes, it was one nil, but it, the second half was so good. Um, I mean, they were just scoring goals left and right, and it was. Uh, God, that was fun to watch. And here's the thing. I, we said this pre-show. Of the three goals scored by Fulham, guess who didn't score a goal? Mitrovic. Their mm-hmm. best player didn't score. I mean, don't get me wrong. He, is, he, he played well and assisted and did all the right maneuvering that you're supposed to do in order to make those goals happen. But, yeah, that team has some talent on it. So if we're talking... Are they a real top six? Probably not, but I'm more of a believer than a disbeliever right now because I've watched a couple of them. Hey, another thing about the match that, sorry to go on a tangent, the cap wasn't wearing the cap. He wasn't. <laughs> it all depends on where the sun's at. Is that what mm. it is? Yeah, yeah. it's definitely, he, it, he only wears it during sunny games. Oh, I thought he wore it every game. I was so yeah, no. It's not just a fashion statement. It's a, a true <laughs> blocking the light glare. As Can I talk about, okay, so he's a, bl- I didn't realize he had blonde hair because, you know, I'd only seen him with the cap on. Uh, my middle son has blonde hair and blue eyes. And he complains about the sun all the time. And he, he always, I, I make fun of him for it. He's 15 years old, but he always says, I have sensitive eyes. That's what the cap <laughs> is doing. That the, is the cap of blonde hair, blue eyed Nancy boy you can't see when the sun's in his eyes. Yeah, his eyes hurt. Oh, okay. Well, then my son's going to be thrilled that he's got someone to look up to in the sporting <laughs> world. We boy, should do we have mention, an icon for him. We should mention, though, <laughs> real quick that Forrest, the funny thing is, Fulham a few years ago, a few seasons ago, did like a small version of what Forrest has done spent shit ton of money and got relegated. And so forest fans with all of these different uh, signings have been saying, we're not going to pull a Fulham. We're not going to pull a Fulham. And I still believe there's a lot of talent on that club. And if they can figure out a way to pull it together, they could, they should stay up. But right now you just see like, if you can't, you can't just spend a whole bunch of money and hope that all the pieces play together. Cause they're they're in trouble. They are forest. Forest. Yeah. yeah. And I talked I mean, about that was expected though, right? I mean, most of you guys chose them to be in the bottom three to get relegated, didn't no, you? No, no. We we had them as our like wolf like wolves yeah. pick. Oh, so your team that we thought would do the best. No kidding. Out of the promoted teams. Was that and just I... because of their pretty kids? No. <laughs> oh. No, it was uh, their moves as we started this season all made sense and they added some really good players onto a squad that knew each other. And now that they've gone like 22 transactions or something like that and replaced the entire lineup, it's like a bunch of pieces that just aren't clicking right now. Cause they've never played together. That's wild. Okay. This is interesting to me. It would um, be like, it would, I, next it week, would be I'm like if the, featuring the, the wolves next week, but um, 
you know, maybe the week after so that we can, or I'm sorry, uh, the, we're featuring the wolf, we're featuring wolves next week. We'll feature forest afterwards and we could talk about it more then. What do you think? Love yeah. it. Oh, yeah, but I mean, it would kind of essentially be like if in two weeks, the Suns all of a sudden brought in 12 new basketball players to join Devin Booker. Right. And it's like, well, that's not great. That's not a great idea. Yeah. No chemistry. Yeah. Continuity exactly. matters. Hey, you probably, know, even at a, probably even at a, at a, at a deeper level, because I think basketball, you can get by with a, a couple superstars and a, and a couple role players, but with, with soccer, you have 10 players who are trying to link up and progress the ball. And so I think this, this type of idea, while they they've added a lot of talent um, is dangerous. So but Chris, I did want to get back to Fulham and uh, ask you the question: Do you think do you think this top six is sustainable, or is it is it are they worthy of this place that they're in right now? Okay, um, is it sustainable? I I don't know. Um, I don't want to I don't want to count them out or discount them. They're certainly in a position that. I didn't think they would be in, nor any. I don't believe anybody else thought they would be top six at this point. And that's because, you know, I'm going to say it, who you play matters. And when we're looking at Fulham, they have played some real teams. This is not just a cakewalk of a schedule that like, oh, we got Bournemouth and then Southampton. And, you know, we got to play Nottingham Forest as well in there. No, like they started the season with Liverpool. They've played Wolves. Um, you know, Brentford's a 5C team. They've played Arsenal. Brighton's a top four team right now. Um, only lost by a goal to Spurs. This is, you know, this, this is a schedule. Like, they've played really good teams, and they've fared really well in every match. Um, I think I'm, I'm looking real quick, but I don't think they've lost by more than a goal. Well, they've only game. lost twice. Right. The two teams they lost to are the number one and the number three team in the league right now. Right. And so. it was by one each time. Yep. So super impressed by them. I, we've talked about it. Mitrovic is amazing. Like he's just really, really good. He scores a shitload of goals. So, and that's a guy that they, they did not have two years ago when we were forced to watch. They did. He was match. on that squad. Yeah, he's been on that squad for a while. Oh, I totally. And he scored. Him. He scored a ton of goals in the championship the year before too. So, whatever happened, it didn't really transfer that well. Okay. He, I think he scored a decent amount of goals in the Premier League, but their defense was hor like it was so bad two years yeah. ago. So that was the bigger issue, and it doesn't seem like it's that much better. They only have one clean sheet on the season, but that's to Wolves, and that's not saying anything. And so, um, those are rare. <laughs> I would say, I would say that's a bigger concern is probably their defense. But if they can keep scoring, and especially if they don't have to rely on rely on Mitrovic, um, a top a top ten finish, I don't think is out of the picture for them. Yeah. So hey, he. Chris? Hang on um, one so second. You mentioned, I just want to, I hate to go off on a tangent, but you mentioned that uh, one of the teams that beat Fulham was the number three team. What team was that? We'll get to that. Uh, we'll oh. get to that. <laughs> um, so looking at Mitrovic's stats, so in the 1920 campaign and championship, he had 26 goals. 
they came up and he only scored three Premier League goals. Three. Uh, and that was in 27 matches he played that season with them. They go back down for the 21-22 season. He scored 43 goals in 44 matches. Yep. They bounce up, and he's got six goals in seven matches this season. So looks like he's playing at a, at a much more consistent level to what he did in the championship versus the last time around. I just want to say also one more thing. Again, he's the one who didn't score today, and they just – the team has talent, but he is so good. I've, I've talked about him like three to- three weeks in a row, I think. He's yeah. – other than Holland, Holland – I have we decided? Holland, I think. But I think it's Holland. You can say what you want. All right, I want to make sure we're just like have like a, 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 a like the the we're all on the same page. Okay, so other than Holland, Holland, sorry, he <laughs> is the most talented guy I've seen in the league. Um, it, I guess right now for me it goes Holland, Mitrovic, and uh, Harry Kane, who I adore for a billion reasons. But yeah. Mitrovic is so good. So good. Well, this is more time that we've devoted to Fulham than we did all of two seasons ago. So <laughs> let's move on. North London is rocking in the Premier League, Arsenal and Spurs. Uh, we'll start with Arsenal real quick. Arsenal with a 3 0 victory over Brentford at Brentford. They lost to Brentford to start the season. Brentford came up last year. First game of the season, Brentford wins 2-0 uh, at home. Uh, and Ivan Tony, Ivan Tony, after that match, had tweeted, good little kickabout with the boys. And it kind of pissed some Arsenal fans off, and they've kind of used that as like a motivation. And so I think Gabriel Jesus, after, after winning, uh, tweeted the exact same thing after, after their victory this weekend, but three nil a good win for them moves them back to the top of the table. And I think really an important win for them. I thought coming out of the United match uh, it might have been kind of the kinks in the armor. And this could have ended up being like kind of a down, a downslide for them, but um, good victory good victory for Arsenal and shows maturity, which last year we didn't see with these young guys. So I'm excited to see them still playing well. Andrew. I'd like to um, actually step in just because I want to defer to Chris. Chris, your thoughts on Arsenal after the Man U um, match two weeks ago, because I mean, I know that your motto is it matters who you play. So I guess my question to you is, do you think more of Arsenal now than you did immediately after the Man U uh, match where you were like, I told you that weren't that good? Do you know what I mean? Yes, but you're actually misquoting me. Um, No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I came away from the Arsenal match with Manchester United winning saying I was really impressed with Arsenal. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm as impressed with them today as I was two weeks ago. I think they're a really good, really young club. They have had the benefit of an easier schedule to start the season, but I'm not taking anything away from them. They're good. They're young. I personally don't think they're going to win the league. I don't think they stay up top. Agreed. But 
they're a really good club and they are really fun to watch. Yeah. Ironically, Chris, the reason I don't think they're going to um, stay at the top of the league is because I think Tottenham's going to beat them this week. Okay. Uh, but I mean, we'll get to that. We'll get to that too. At best <laughs> bets. Won't we? Yeah. There's I a lot I of division that over that match, particularly. Yeah, I know. Well, the other North London club uh, is Spurs. Spurs uh, 6-2 over Leicester. And honestly, I, I thought, especially because they, they lost midweek in the Champions League, right? I'm yes, they to did. They in. gave up two goals within about three minutes of each other. All uh, at the 90 minute not mark. Allowing a goal for oh, 85 minutes. That's yeah. Right. And you guys were piling on. Like, I honestly thought this was the moment. I thought this is the moment Spurs begin to spur. They're going to have a horrible loss in the Champions League midweek. Then they're going to turn around and lose to Leicester. That was my full expectation. So maybe Spurs have turned the corner. Uh, Spurs fans out there, maybe you're you're laughing with bated breath, but um, they did not. Although early in the match, it was a little harrowing, but 6-2 victory. And finally, finally, our boy, Sonny, justifies what we've been trying to tell Andrew the whole season, how amazing he is. Andrew, since this isn't your team but you can feel free to talk about them. I love how the people who don't have the video didn't see you do the finger quotes. This <laughs> isn't my team. Okay, you're right. It isn't my team because I'm not allowed to choose a team. I will say, should I tell everybody that um, since I've watched every Spurs match this season, my girlfriend bought me two shirts and uh, sweatpants that all have really amazing, like this girl spent some money on me. Um, these are all official from the Tottenham Hotspurs website, not this shit that Chris buys uh, from his <laughs> fake Eastern Asia uh, site, whatever. These are official. She spent some money on me. Anyway, um, let's talk about the Spurs match because it was 2-2 and it was weird. But I, I'm guessing, again, we could do a third, the more you know, Nate. Um, I imagine Sun uh, didn't start because of the Champions League game. Probably. Well, some, of the, some of the speculation is that he didn't start because of his poor form. Yes. So, he, has like, it's like, he has not been good. And so, so that's some of the speculation. And some players – some players need that, and some managers don't have the balls to do it to a star player. And oh, so, Conti's a son of a bitch, right? Oh, well, we know that. So, yeah, I think I think it would obviously like now we're obviously talking in hindsight. Worked. We're talking in hindsight, but I don't know if you saw the post match interview with Son, but he you could see like he was he scored he had a hat trick, obviously. He got a hattie, bro. He still didn't seem his normal, like jovial self. And he and they asked him, like, how jovial? did you he's a jovial dude? He's been down all year. For sure. And even coming out of that match, he still seemed a bit down. I think he was pissed that he got benched and it it motivated him. And you saw the quality. I mean, two of his three goals were just remarkable. Two of his three goals are my top goals of the week. 
Yeah. I told you I had seven. He's in the top three. <laughs> I I gotta tell you, um, uh, okay. My favorite tradition in all of sports is when like a heralded rookie hits his first home run in baseball and nobody talks to him when he gets in the dugout. Mm -hmm. That's number one. That is absolutely number one. Um, There's a bunch of others. I absolutely loved how sincere everybody was when he hit his first goal of the season. Everybody came up and hugged him, patted him on the head. Amazing. He had a second goal on the season Everybody came up again, and even a couple of dudes on the other team were nodding at him. Third goal of the season, I swear to God, I thought Conti was going to come off the bench and, you know, do something he might have to register on a list for after. He was so thrilled with him. It was everything about it. It was so kind. It was sincere. And I was thrilled for him. A little inside baseball. Nate. You've seen me text all season. Every other game, I'm like, dude, I love Sun. And then the other game, I'm like, what is this guy's problem? Why does he keep making these stupid mistakes? And it got to the point where it was more of the latter than the former. Yeah. And they benched him. I thought it was a Champions League thing. I don't think I'm so. I'm thrilled that he benched him and that he like lit a fire under his ass. I got to be honest. Yeah. Well, Spurs are looking good. They they are definitely justifying their place in the top four. Um, and we'll have to see. Exciting match this weekend, which, again, we will get to. Uh-huh. Um, the other match I wanted to talk about briefly was Wolves City uh, for multiple reasons. One, Holland scores again. It wasn't even that good of a goal. Um, but it doesn't matter. Great goal by, by Holland shortly after Holland scores, uh, Nathan Collins goes full, um, Kung Fu on Jack Grealish kicks him right in the stomach, gets a red card. Um, he's going to for sure miss three matches, which is crazy. Guys, I will be there for the third match of that. So I won't get to see him in the home match, but I will see him theoretically at Crystal Palace. So um, crazy. I have a quick question. Do you, as a Wolves fan, have any justification for this? Or are you just like, nope, that's legit? No, No, that's that's a straight red. I think he's, there's a couple interesting things about him. He's 20 years old. I just heard today that's his fourth red card in his career. So it seems like he like loses his head, but you could also tell by his like reaction that he's like, he knew it was a mistake. So it seems like a really young guy making a rash decision and misplaying the ball. I have another question. Um, Right now, red flags streaming out of my head about this guy. Um, as a New England sports fan, is this an Aaron Hernandez guy or is he a guy on the mend? No, no. Okay. This guy is like so kind. He's like a kind like dude. Like he just Aaron Hernandez seemed pretty kind to a lot of people in the media. I don't ever. I've never thought that about Ooh. him. 
Okay. I, never I just want to clarify. That's all. No, it's not. I don't think it's an Aaron. I don't think it's an Aaron Hernandez thing. I'd be very surprised if it is. Um, so that puts City at the top of the table uh, after Saturday, but they, I think, still we could probably agree that they are still the favorite to win. They're just so deep and so good. But uh, one thing that I did think was funny, and this is one of the amazing things about soccer that we just have nothing in American sports to compare to is the chanting uh, that goes on. And Holland, we were down 3-0. Wolves were down 3-0. Holland misplayed a ball. And Wolves fans started chanting, and this, I appreciate the humor. Like, I, you got to appreciate the humor. Wolves fans started chanting, what a waste of money. <laughs> like, ironically, right? Because um, everyone knows. But then City fans started chanting immediately, Erling Holland, he's scored more than you. So I just, that type of banter, like, that you can have a good, like, uh, good enough sense of humor that when you're losing to, to make those jokes is pretty funny. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, I, I hate to interrupt again. <laughs> I've been sending you all TikToks on our, uh, on our text uh, about a soccer ref that I started following and he keeps doing reviews, his own opinions of some, you know, VAR reviews every week. Since I started following him, I suddenly found myself on English Premier League TikTok and like every other video is a chant. And I, the fact that I haven't sent you a hundred of them already are amazing to me. I'm saying that are English people just inherently funnier than us because they are good at this stuff. This is solid. They've been doing it for a long time. Oh, Anyway, well done, British people. I'm so impressed with all of you. Except you, Cardiff. You know why. <laughs> the last little thing of, of note I wanted to mention is in the Arsenal match, in the 91st minute, Ethan uh, Nwaneri, 15 years old, came on played three minutes, the youngest player to ever play in the Premier League. Andrew, you were talking about your son earlier, your 15-year-old son, the fair, fair-haired, blue-eyed, uh, allergic to the brightness of the sun. He'd can, wear a cap. Yeah. Can you imagine your 15-year-old playing at that level? I mean... Can I ask the dimensions of this human being as a 15-year-old? Okay, the 15-year-old I'm talking about, my son, no kidding, he's six foot tall, he's a tall kid, but he's a damn string bean. He's 128 pounds, maybe at most. I feel like if Harry Kane ran into him, he would break every bone in his body. So I'm asking you, how big is this fella that we're talking about? I actually have, I have no idea. I'm trying to look it up, but I, I don't know. I mean, he's still 15. I mean, he looked like he was in good shape and, uh, hold on. So let's just clarify when I was 13 in junior high, there were kids that had mustaches that looked bigger than my principal. You know what I mean? 
But I was not one of those kids. I was the late bloomer. So, like, I can imagine one of those kids maybe playing soccer, but I feel like they all would have been murdered. So, it's saying, you guys, it's saying I just did, I wasn't really even listening to you. I was mostly just searching yeah, how tall he is. I was filling in the, the door. <laughs> Apparently, he's like 5'5", five, five. but who knows? Does it not there. list their weight? I, it didn't list weight. So I don't know. He's 15. He could have grown three inches in the month or two since that uh, article was released. So um, what position does he play? Striker? No, I doubt it. I actually didn't even see. Um, I don't know. I just saw that a 15 year old played. That's as far as my knowledge went. So. Well, I did tease that we had another knowing is half the battle. And that actually comes from the Spurs match. And that is goalkeeper encroachment. Andrew, uh, early in the match, Lester got a penalty. It was saved. But then he got to retake it. He got to retake it because the keeper cannot leave his line until the ball is touched. And so it was pretty obvious uh, that Loris was off the line. And so uh, they retook the kick and he scored it. So that is goalkeeper encroachment. That is why they got to retake that. I think a little bit of clarification on that is just one foot has to at least still be contacting the line when the ball's kicked. Mm -hmm. So like what you're seeing a lot of goalkeepers do is start stepping out first and then pushing off their back leg that's on the line to try and get to the, the safe corner. So as long as they keep one foot down, they're good. They can get out with their front foot as long as the back foot's still down. Thanks. That's, that's helpful, Chris. I think the other thing, if we're talking about the opposite rules and this is barely enforced. So don't, don't at me as the kids say, Andrew, when you see this in a match, but the player taking the penalty kick is supposed to have continuous movement towards the ball. So you're not really supposed to be able to stop your run and you'll see, dude, Andrew, you're going to see some crazy shit. I don't know if you've seen it already. Like the tiny toes, the tiny toes, like 45 step run up to a kick. That's super annoying. And I think it often leads to a miss, but um, but you'll also see this kind of stutter step where the guy stops his forward movement and they really should call, uh, call a foul or, you know, disallow a goal. But, but that's the other rule on the, on the kicker's side. It feels like, and again, I'm going to keep as the soccer neophyte, I'm going to keep trying to uh, compare it to American sports. That feels like the equivalent of a balk. In baseball, yeah. you're pitching, yeah, yeah. I would say it's fairly similar. I think the consequences are way higher unless there's a runner on third. But even then, like um, the consequence, Wait. kick because because penalty kicks, I think convert at like a ninety percent ratio. So um, and goals are so few and far between. You know, it's not like baseball. So even a balk with a runner on third isn't as consequential as an error in a soccer match on a penalty. 
Oh, I'm sorry. So if they call you for doing a the equivalent of a balk, then they're they disallow the penalty kick. Yeah. Does the ball then go to the uh, goalkeeper? It's probably a free kick. I actually, I actually don't know the answer to that. Got it. All right. Yeah. Well, then now we have a follow up. The more you know next week. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Ooh, love it. Well, no, not next week because it's an international break. That's right. Oh, uh, I guess we know. have another more you know, like what the whole world takes the weekend off. No, they're all playing, but they're all playing for their national teams. Lame. So U.S. has a match against Japan, I think, on Friday. Um, England, the English or the European teams are all playing each other. So there's matches happening, but they're, it's basically like practice matches to prepare the teams for the World Cup. Oh, so this doesn't happen every year? It does. Oh. There's always international breaks because, oh, okay. yeah. So it'll happen a couple of times during the season. Dude, did we just get the quadrifecta on the more you knows? I think we got <laughs> quadrifecta more you know. Oh my God. Uh, do people bet on this podcast? I, I hope <laughs> they do on FanDuel. How many more you know who's they going to get this week, Brosa? Yeah. FanDuel is really close. We're close to sealing our contract because we, as we'll see in a minute, we would be making them so much money if people bet it, bet what we say. Soccer Neophyte brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, the only American who played this week was Tim Ream for Fulham, even though Fulham's giving, giving up multiple goals a game, uh, a week, they're obviously able to outscore their opponent. There's been a lot of high praise for Tim Ream, which again is kind of funny because he was horrific two seasons ago. Um, but he wears the captain's armband for Fulham which is obviously highly regarded and uh, he, he has actually played fairly well. So um, it's exciting to see, see him do well for hair watch this week. I wanted to call out a guy with two names that I have no idea how to pronounce, but I will do my best. He also has just an amazing, this is an amazing name and his name is Woot. Face, Woot face <laughs> sounds like something that uh, Titus would call Drexler. Um, but Woot face uh, for Leicester City. Uh, I'm sure you saw his floppy hair bouncing around, Andrew. Uh, I just love it. I think it's mostly jealousy. Obviously, we're not a, we're not on YouTube, so you can't see our our listeners can't see the fading hairlines that we all have, but. I would love Woot Face's hair. Can I? Okay. I The fact that you're reminding me of this is making me really happy. Um, I have a running joke with a bunch of my friends. Um, whenever something, whenever somebody says a phrase, my response is that was my nickname in college, right? <laughs> so I'd be like, uh, like, oh man, that girl was pretty ugly. I'd be like, oh, pretty ugly. That was my nickname in college. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when I saw that his name was Wootface, I immediately looked at my girlfriend and then said, Wootface, that was my nickname in college, but I <laughs> forgot about it. It's been two days. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I heard his name was Wootface, I was like, oh, I love this dude. He's going to be, I wish I wasn't rooting for Tottenham today. 
Andrew, you mentioned that you had seven top goals. I'm not going to let you say all seven. I'll let you pick <laughs> one. Um, I, I have one that's not even from premier league. And when I saw it, happen, I already Good. said, I just said, I'm not even going to entertain any goal, other goals. And that's Holland's goal from the, the champions league is incredible. It was incredible. And I'm glad you said it. So I don't have to, it yeah. was incredible. It was incredible. How he got his body that high. It was gymnastics. That's right. It was, he, he was like an acrobat. It was, dude, he, he's like a ninja. He karate kicked it perfectly, like head high. It was, it was incredible. Maybe that's what Collins was trying to do. He thought if I do (laughs) what Holland did, maybe I can score (laughs) from this point in the field. Anyway, I'm glad you said that one. Um, There was a bunch I wanted to mention. like. The Sun's second goal um, in the uh, Tottenham match. Um, His first one was a header. His second one was placed perfectly to him, and he ran up to it perfectly in stride, hit it right in the top corner. It It was gorgeous. And, like, he felt good about the header. And the second one, he was feeling himself, I thought. And then I think it gave him even more confidence for the third one. Dude, I'm, I can't wait to see how good this team's going to be now that Sun's at full strength. That's all I'm saying. Not a Tottenham fan, right? Right, fellas? Not, not a Tottenham fan. That was not a beautiful goal. Go Chris? Chris? Uh, Holland. I don't care. Champions League, Premier League, doesn't matter. A goal that good. I don't care where you score it. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> We don't do this very often, but every now and again, I see a goal celebration that's worth a shout. And Gabriel Jesus scored a goal and just did, I don't know. I really don't know what he was doing, but the dance, whatever it was, it was very fun and really cool. I couldn't do it and just had to give a shout. Chris, best bets. Let's do it. See, the only reason I get on this call every week, guys, just to see how bad I can gamble. <laughs> All right. So looking at last week's picks, there was only one of us who actually got a pick right. And uh, congratulations, Andrew. You had Spurs over Leicester City. Yeah, I did. <laughs> By no means a reach, but hey, it still wins 50 bucks. Can't be mad at that. So Am I positive yet? No, no, you are not. Not a single one of us is positive, but you are like inching closer and closer You're and closer close. every week. Um, so here's our roundabout. In dead last place is Nate. He's negative $568 right now. Come on. Um, he lost last week's pick when he took West Ham over Everton. I don't know how that didn't cash, but it didn't. And, um, Nate, I would give you some shit, but I'm all of $37 ahead of you because I'm at negative $531 right now. Um, I had, I had Southampton as a plus 270. That also did not happen. Um, Tim, the Liverpool king himself, comes in third, and uh, he's at negative $460. So he's $100 ahead of you, Nate. Very catchable as long as he keeps betting on these 
uh, very small bets. But uh, our top two, that leaves Kyle in third at negative $370. And Andrew's just kicking all of our asses. Um, playing it smart, playing it safe, doing what you got to do to get that, that money. Um, you had uh, Boar, or, uh, Spurs at minus 200, so you won 50 bucks on that one. Uh, you're at negative $83. So uh, you are almost, if your bet cashes this week, you will be a positive 170. So you would be the first one to be in the green since the opening week. Well, no, he is no, not no, playing not it safe. I was in the positive for the first four weeks. Just to clarify. Uh, da, 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 he da, da, was. Da. Yeah, actually, yes. Thank you. And yeah. also, I am taking Bournemouth over Brentford. And uh, ever since they fired that posh Casey Affleck, <laughs> they've been looking pretty good. He looks exactly like him, right? <laughs> He looks Scott a little Parker bit. Scott like looks him. like Casey Affleck. A little bit. I can see it. Yeah, totally. Scott Parker's got better hair, though. I got to be honest. All right. So let's get to the rest of the best for this week. Uh, Tim and Kyle are pairing up, joining forces against Andrew and his team that he hasn't officially chosen yet. They're both taking Arsenal over Spurs. They're a plus 110 underdog in that one. Um, they're actually so, the favorite, but they just have a plus. Oh. They have a plus one ten because I think Arsenal is like plus two something, which is odd. You I know, Spurs? like or Spurs. Yeah, I think Spurs is like a plus yeah. two something because they're away at the Emirates. Yep. And then um, I am <laughs> I'm going against my better judgment. I'm taking a draw this week. Um, West Ham sucks, and the Wolves can't score. I'm taking the draw. I'm taking the plus 250 draw on that one. That just feels like it's going to be 0011 or 10. So I'm hoping that it's either 0011. Can I, I thought you should have gone. I thought you should have really gone ballsy and gone 00. Like correct score? That's go correct score, nil nil. That's plus 800. <laughs> you, would, you could lose multiple weeks in a row. I, I almost went with the, the nil nil. Uh, for plus 800, but I don't want to bet on wolves to draw. I just want to say that Chris, since our first episode together, you and I have agreed on almost everything. And I agree with you a hundred percent on this pick. I think this is a brilliant pick. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sorry, Nate. I I'm not trying to be as, you know how Chris, let's do some more inside baseball. You know how uh, Nate's mean to everybody else's team? Like, he's mean to Liverpool. He's mean to Man U, right? Yep. Like, I'm trying not to do that, but I'm still saying, great pick, Chris. You're a genius. I don't don't think that's a bad pick at all. Like, (laughs) Wolves can't score. United can't score. Or West Ham can't score. They both scored three goals this season. Like, I (laughs) honestly, I'm probably going to put money on nil-nil in real life. Because that's, it's just atrocious. It, it is like kind of funny. Thing. Like when we look back at the history of this podcast, like the people that Nate has surrounded himself on this podcast, like he shits on Liverpool all the time. He shits on Man United over everybody else. And then he's got like me and Tim. And then Kyle's like the nicest guy too, who doesn't like fight back when Nate shits on his team. I don't we shit have- on leads though. I like leads. And then, you know, Kemi last year, just way too nice to fire back. Like You're Andrew- not nice to Tottenham. Just want to clarify. <laughs> well, you, that's not even your team. So why does You're it right. matter? 
but like Andrew, Andrew, you're the you're the closest thing to a firecracker we've really had on this podcast. You might actually like put up a defense. Like for me, I just like go like, yeah, Nate's just being an asshole. Like that's just what he does, you know. But like you will like feed it back to him. So there's gonna come a point where like this podcast would turn into a brawl if we weren't just all on Skype. I don't think you understand, Nate. I think you can attest to this. I am way meaner than you are. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And it's not even close. Um, so the fact that, listen, you also have to understand, I love Nate. Um, he and I were roommates for all of two months. It was a joy. <laughs> I don't even think it was two months. It was a desperate situation. It was. Anyway, <laughs> that sounds scandalous. <laughs> it's not. Anyway, um, no, I love this man. I'm not afraid to crush him. Like, I, it's not hard. He's rooting for, like, the second worst team in the league. Or so the worst. This isn't, like, worst. a hard thing for me to do. I'm just saying that, like, I'm still feeling my way out. And, um, brother, I love you, but, you know, tone it down on the anti-Tottenham uh, chat on the, in the text. That's all. Uh, it's only going to get ramped up from here if you keep wearing those pants that your girlfriend bought you. Uh, dude, uh, you're lucky I'm not wearing the shirt right now. I sent you the pictures. They're beautiful. Shirts. She he spent some money. Just want to clarify. Nice. Yeah, well, it's funny because, like, I mean, back in the day, back when the three of us actually, like, knew each other as we were in, you know, high school and college, um, there I had a lot of sports hatred in me and I would defend it and and had no problem giving it back. And now that's just gone out of me. You know, I've had some I've had I had a dream job along the way that helped out with that where, you know, I got to travel the country and go to different sporting events and hang out with different fans. And it just kind of just changed, you know, how I felt about different stuff. So uh, I just don't have that in me. Right anymore where i like i want to go back at nate like no offense to nate or even you andrew like if we were in a fist fight i'm i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm gonna beat you guys up pretty pretty good pretty easily um but that's just not in me anymore to throw that out there it's a little bit in you that you're like talking about it so but uh, i mean holy look. psychologically nate's correct <laughs> <laughs> well it's because like look i'll tell anybody like a guy who's trained to fight will always be the guy who's never trained to fight. And For so, sure. you know, I've done jujitsu and boxing and, and Muay Thai classes enough to where like I can hold my own against someone who's never fought before. Can I do my best bet? I guess so. <laughs> Is that what we're doing right now? We are. Cut this part. <laughs> I'm just ripping our dicks out to talk about how great we are. <laughs> um, my best bet for the week is also a draw. And it's Arsenal Tottenham. To me, even picking Arsenal to win that plus 100 or 110 is so risky. Ugh, I hate that because I think either team could win, but I do think it'll be a draw. I think they're they're evenly matched and, and I'm excited for it, which we'll get to in a little bit. Actually, we'll get to it right now. Let's do it. Uh, Matt, there are some very intriguing matches. Two, like, Actually, I'd say three like good, fun matches, and then two potentially horrible, but also meaningful matches. So basically, the first match week of October, there's a lot of implications. 
we have the North London Derby, Arsenal Tottenham. This has the potential to really seal the deal for Andrew, I think, depending on who wins, could create some hatred towards some teams, maybe some jealousy. It'll be interesting to see what happens. It's going to be fun because I think this was the match in our first season that I watched this, this North London Derby where I was like, holy shit, dude, this is like another level. This isn't just a game. Like, I think you're in for quite the treat on this match. Yep. Well, I, um, I got my first Tottenham big match other than the Chelsea one um, ruined by the Queen's death. Sorry to sound insensitive. What I was bitch. really, really looking forward to the Tottenham Man City match, right? Um, I also, in the meantime, I found out that there's a Tottenham pub right near my house. It's four miles away. And uh, I was planning on going to watch the Tottenham Man City match. Obviously got postponed. I am really looking forward to this Tottenham Arsenal match at uh, the 4.30. Pub. 4.30 in the morning. Is it at 4.30? Yep. Let's go. <laughs> I'm still going to be there. You understand. I'm still you, have be there. To. you have to. It's a great match. This is a great match. And Dude, uh, I get I up at 4.30 to watch Fulham play Manchester United. Like You just do it. I, I got up at 4.30 after a late night of drinking this weekend to watch Wolves shit the bed against City. So you just got to do it. That's part of the deal. I Speaking will be City, wearing my Tottenham gear. You understand that? Mm, that was yeah, we do. Again, by my very generous girlfriend. Just want to clarify. Speaking of that, uh, speaking of City, uh, the Manchester Derby is also this weekend. Another huge match, I think, with big implications. Um, I think United's last match was an important victory for them. So um, against Arsenal. So with a couple weeks to rest and potentially get things sorted. It'll be interesting to see how they fare against city. I'm worried. I hate long layoffs and they will have not have played a game together in a month when this game happens. And it almost feels like coming back to your first game of the season where you're still trying to figure everyone out. It'll be interesting. I, I have no idea what to expect. I don't have the highest of expectations for United, which is okay. You know, City's a complete monster. Here's what I hope. I hope that Eric Ten Hag does not alter the lineup he's been going with, especially on defense. I'm afraid he's going to put Harry Maguire out there to Mark Holland. And just because Harry's a bigger, taller, stronger guy, Holland Holland, however you want to say it this week, he's he would just abuse Harry, abuse Harry. So I'm hoping I'm hoping the mini mini butcher of Manchester, Lissandro Martinez gets to start still. Uh, that guy plays with more heart than anybody I've seen. So um, I'm worried about tinkering with the lineup, though. Yeah. The other match that I think is interesting with implications is Liverpool Brighton. Liverpool's in eighth. Obviously, I think most of us picked them either to win or get second. Brighton has shined this season so far. And so I think for both those teams, it's important. Liverpool, if they have any aspirations uh, to, to stay up with the top couple of clubs, they need to win. And it could be really devastating if they, if they 
even if they only get a point, I think that still puts them on the outside looking in um, and probably ruins any chance of, you know, a top two finish top four is still there, but, and I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see if Brighton can keep it going. Yeah. I think two things on that one, one, we might need to send a wellness check on Tim, depending on the outcome uh, Two, does Brighton get the new manager bump? when their manager has up and left them and they bring in a new manager, does that still apply? Ooh, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know if that, if it works that way, it might be the opposite because the manager bump is like you bring in new blood to like excite the club. This is like the managers left and now it's kind of depressing. So, but at the other end of the table, I think, Obviously, maybe not as exciting, but equally as important to those clubs, we have Wolves, West Ham, and Forest, Leicester City. So the bottom four teams are playing each other. <laughs> so um, 17 and 18 and 19 and 20 play each other. So I, I can't believe, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I know it's rude to interrupt. I am so excited about both of these matches. You have no idea. I love watching bad teams who have like who are just trying to be better than last. God, I love this. I am so excited for this. Yeah, I think it, it's going to be a great weekend, and we'll and everyone will be jonesing for soccer because it'll have been a couple weeks. We'll have had our national teams, but um, first matches for a while for Chris for almost a month. So it it still shakes me to look at the table and see Leicester in 20th. It's crazy. It's and West Ham, to be honest. I mean, after what we've seen the last couple of years, three of those bottom four teams have, have finished seventh or higher within the last three years. So it is, it is a bizarre table right now. Andrew, who are you featuring next episode? Um, we decided on wolves. I know that mid episode we were, we got really excited about Nottingham forest, but we are going to focus on wolves this week. Yep. And, uh, I am so excited to hear a 45 minute explanation about why the wolves are amazing. We already um, did that a couple weeks ago. Cause you were going to feature wolves the weekend of the queen's death. And so uh, I, I, already, was. I already gave you the only thing I'll add is hopefully Diego Costa plays because that guy is insane. And if not, then we won't, we for sure won't score. If he doesn't play, we won't score. If he plays, we may score. That's my prediction. So is it a good how- or bad sign that the fate of your season now <laughs> lies it's in Diego ho- Costa's? It's a it's a horrible sign. There's some rumors that Raul's retiring after the World Cup. Really? Yeah. I, I he just isn't playing well, and I think the head injury he hasn't been able to come back from it, and that shakes your world. Oh, Andrew, for sure. I don't know if we've talked about it, but Raul Jimenez, who's Wolves striker great Mexican national was amazing for wolves. Everyone loves him. Uh, two seasons ago collided heads with, was it granite Jaca? I forget who, no, someone for Arsenal was in an Arsenal match, knocked him out cold. One of the scariest things I've ever seen. And he didn't move for like seven minutes, crushed his skull, missed the whole, missed the whole year of soccer. Um, that's why he wears, you haven't, maybe you haven't seen it, but he wears this little, like, 
headband thing that he pull if he scores he pulls over his eye and wears it as an eye patch it's like kind of a funny little thing he's been doing but um but he hasn't been the same since he's come back so i don't know if he'll play he's been injured so that'd be sad that'd be very sad it would be sad he's my he's my favorite wolf player wolves player of all time well on that depressing note gentlemen wonderful uh being with you again uh you can follow us on twitter at soccer neophytes you can also check out our website soccerneofights.com and that's it glazers out glazers out okay.